You're listening to Social Media Storytelling. Sweet. I am so excited for this episode. We have It's Modern Millie on today's episode. Do you go by Millie, by the way? I've been meaning to ask that. Or do you go by a different name? (laughs) Millie, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, sweet. So we met her about a month ago from someone on our team, and she's been creating a lot of content. She creates a bunch of content. And I kind of just want for you to share your story, because I know that you were posting about this as well. You stopped posting content for a little bit, and then you get back on it. Um, could you just do like a quick intro of who you are and kind of what you're trying to do with, with your business? Yeah, of course. So what's up, everyone? It's Millie. I feel like I need to do like my YouTube intro. What's up, everyone? Uh, but <laughs> my name is Millie. Online, I, my, I go by It's Modern Millie. But I started, I guess this journey started in 2009. 2009, I started posting YouTube videos with my little brother just for funsies. We've always loved creating videos together. We were the ones, I'm one of five kids, so I'm number four in the bunch. And then my younger brother, he was number five. So we were the youngest too. We would always grab my parents' camcorder and just like make videos, do magic shows, lip sync to Britney Spears and NSYNC and all the stuff. And so we were always making videos. So when YouTube came out, it was just natural to like do skits, post them to YouTube, all the things. And we posted on YouTube for nine years. It was like on and off for nine years, not like super consistent, but on and off for nine years. We loved it. But of course, as we grew up, became adults, I went off to college and then he did college. And then we both got into relationships and we just like became our own people. I was going to school to be like a dancer. And I got this really bad foot injury where I had to drop out of college because I lost my dance scholarship and had to go. I got thrown into the corporate world. And my doctor was like, hey, you're going to be on crutches for probably a year. So you need a sit down desk job. So that's when I got like a desk job and being in the corporate world, which is something I I never pictured for myself. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't what I pictured for myself. I had a lot of lack of creativity and I really missed, I missed dancing, but I couldn't dance anymore. And so I was like, how about I do YouTube again? So Mm -hmm. I started up posting to YouTube, posting to Instagram. And that's kind of how I came back to the online space in 2017 was when I kind of started posting, posting again. I didn't really take it seriously in 2000, until 2019. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm leaving my corporate job and left my corporate job October 4th, 2019. And then COVID hit a few months later and (laughs) really threw me into like, yeah, we're, we're going to do this full time. Like we have no choice. It's like, it's not like we go back and get a job anywhere. And that COVID actually was really helpful for the, my online business. Like my YouTube really started to pick up. I had less than 10,000 followers on every platform until 2020. And 2020 was when the snowball started. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I got 10,000 followers, 10,000 subscribers. And then like 50,000. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So 2020 is really when the snowball happened. And long story short, sorry, I won't shut up. But now I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) That is is pretty So I didn't know that about you. Um, Does your brother, does he still record video content or is it just you? No, he doesn't. But I miss it. It's so funny. He actually was texting me this morning. 
And he texted me a bunch of like our old videos and he was like, I miss it. And I was like, dude, if I match your corporate pay, will you come back and revive our old channel with me? Like, let's that, do this. <laughs> that would be awesome. And the, see, it's such a cool story too, because I forgot to mention, but this episode is how to create authentic content for social media. And I kind of want to dive in. You started in 2009 and there's a lot of people that like started a month ago and they're like, how can I have over a hundred thousand followers? So I think you talking about like, it's taken a lot of time to like, you know, get good at it, grow that social following. Yeah. Um, if someone's trying to get into the space and they're trying to go after engagement, and I, I know you have so many tips on this on, on your profile, what would be the top, let's say two things that they would need to do to start building that community, let's say for YouTube or Instagram? Mm -hmm. So I guess the first thing I want to say is like, don't let my journey discourage you. Like, because I started in 2009 and you're like, holy crap, it took you so freaking long. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do this for that long. You know, yeah. I remember like listening to podcasts when I was in the corporate world. Like I, I had a long drive. I <clears throat> commuted from LA to San Diego for work. And I would listen to podcasts and they're like, yeah, it took me like three years to build my business, five years to build my business. And I'm like, yeah. ah. I want to do this now. Like, right, like right. I've got three years. I've got five years. So yeah. don't let like the time frame of other people's stories discourage you. Just like start now because when you yeah. start now, the sooner your story can begin. So that's kind of like my first thing. And also totally. just start creating. Even if it even if you have no idea what you're doing, mm -hmm. even if it's like the wrong thing, quote unquote, wrong thing. I think a lot of people yeah. get stuck in the strategy part or they get mm. stuck in their head and they're like, well, I don't know my niche. So I can't create videos until I know my niche or I can't, I don't yeah. know my audience yet, or I don't know which platform I want to be on. And they let all those little decisions stop them from just creating, which mm. is just like, you're self-sabotaging yourself. Like you don't have to have everything figured out. You can just make a video about your the coffee that you had this morning. Like just do something and create. And as you create, you'll find those things that feel authentic to you and yeah. feel like it's the right path for you. Totally. I was just going to ask, do you pre-plan? Because obviously like you post on your story when it's happening, but do you pre-plan your posts or... I guess, how do you come up with your content is a better question. Yeah. So with my content, kind of the, the process, there's two ways that I come up with my content. One mm -hmm. is content research and two is audience feedback. So my content research, mm -hmm. I'll usually go to like YouTube and I'll type in a keyword mm -hmm. that I'm trying to target. So if, if I'm trying to rank for mm -hmm. how to grow on Instagram. Like if I want my videos to show up for how to grow on Instagram, I'm going to look up how to grow on Instagram and see what is recommended under that search. So I utilize a lot of search engines like YouTube, Google, Pinterest, even TikTok is a great search engine. They're really yeah. like ramping up as a search engine, which is really cool. So I would just like pick your industry, go to a search engine and type your industry there. So travel, right? So you go to TikTok, you type travel and see what's recommended under that. What are people mm -hmm. looking for and target those things. So if people are looking for yeah. travel guidelines for COVID in the USA, you know, make a video talking about travel guidelines for COVID in the USA and target those things that are already being searched for because that's how you'll be able to pop in front of people's eyes. And then the second way is just audience mm -hmm. feedback. I'm always asking like, hey, what videos do you want to see next? 
what topics do you want me to discuss? Let me know down in the comments below. And even like on Instagram, I could do a poll of like, hey, I have these videos planned. Which one do you want to see first? Mm -hmm. And listening to my audience has been a really great way to one, connect with my audience on a deeper level because they're like, wow, she she really is hearing and listening to our feedback. And mm -hmm. that that goes into increasing your engagement because when you hear their feedback and you're taking it into account and you're actually yeah. taking action on those things, they're like, oh, wow, I'm going to engage more and I'm going to comment more because she's listening to me. And awesome. it just makes my content overall better because right. my audience sometimes know, they know more than I do or they, they know what they're yeah. struggling with more than I do because sometimes I just get so stuck in, oh, they only want to see stuff on Instagram reels. And I'm like, focus tunnel vision on one thing. And then somebody will leave a comment being like, hey, can I see your YouTube process? Like, how do you come up with video ideas? And I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? So yeah, your audience awesome. knows you really well. Totally. And I think too, so, so one thing that I see that I see creators do a lot is they'll either post content that like is, it's more research content where it's like education and then they don't post anything about their life. When did you figure out, because you do a good job of this, like your birthday was the other day and you posted birthday content and then you posted, you still yeah. post like the, the educational content. When did you figure that out? Because people still haven't figured that out that not to have a separate Instagram with your personal life and your business. So yeah. I, guess that out? yeah, I don't know if it was like, there's like a moment where I figured yeah. it out. It was more so there was a moment that I was just tired and exhausted and burnt out of posting about the same thing. And right. I was just like, I was starting to feel like, oh, people only follow me because I teach Instagram and they only want to see Instagram. And so like, I was kind of telling myself that lie, like nobody cares about me. They just want my brain yeah. or they just want my content. And so I was just so burnt out and exhausted. I was like, I'm just going to like start posting whatever the heck I want mm -hmm. and be a little bit more strategic. So about trying to think of how I kind of break it out. You have like, a, there's your content is a pie chart, right? Yeah. And I try to do like 80% of my content is related to my niche. And then 20% of my content is more like self-gratifying, just whatever mm. the heck I want to post. It's me, right. my lifestyle, or what I did that weekend. And so like little bits of it are parts of me and my life. And then that 80%, yeah. that goes into educational content, entertaining content, inspirational content. So it's kind of circling through my content pillars within my niche while sprinkling in a little bit of my lifestyle throughout. That's awesome. Cause I, I, I like, I see, again, I see it so much. Um, I, I'm even a hypocrite of it. I did it a year ago. I started an Instagram account that was like about story, but it was like me and my business life and then my personal life and I combined the twos and it worked just way better. The engagement went up, everything went up. And then it was about, I think like six months ago, we we're like, why, what are like the two reasons why someone will follow you? And we said, well, because they want to get to know you or they do know you, or you know something. So I think like you're like the prime example of like creating that content, but also having yourself inside of the content, what's going on with your life. Cause it's funny, but people do care, right? Like I've never met you in person, but I told you happy birthday. Um, yeah. I know like the co-founder told you happy birthday. Like we care about that stuff. We want to make sure you have a good day and stuff. So I think it's huge. And as we keep talking about authentic content, have you ever felt yourself with like, let's say the more educational content, have you ever felt yourself not being authentic or are there, are there ways to avoid being unauthentic as well. Yeah, I think for me, tone of voice is mm -hmm. a huge indicator of authenticity. 
And I don't mean just like the way you type your brand messaging, but I literally mean like (laughs) your voice, like your talking voice, how you're showing up on camera. Because when you start talking to your camera via your Instagram stories, your Instagram reels Mm -hmm. or your YouTube videos, when you start talking to your camera, like you're talking to a friend, that increases authenticity, Yeah, which seems like a no brainer and like a a no duh type of a thing. But on the other hand, I noticed like I would watch back videos of me when I first started and I'm like, why am I talking like that? (laughs) And I was, I had like this almost like customer service voice or like this YouTuber voice that I was like, I was trying to do. And when I do that, my stories of like, Hey guys. So today I'm going to be like, automatically that's not my voice like why why would i talk like that i noticed the same thing for brand collaborations like sometimes i'll be filming a brand collab in the middle of a youtube video it's an integration i'm like this video is sponsored by Skillshare, (laughs) and like yeah and i'm like why why did i all of a sudden switch and just like your tone of voice is so huge because people want to hear from you like you're like you're the best friend like you just got right. you grabbed your phone and you're like oh my gosh you would not believe what just happened to me like just talking yeah. to the the camera with your true tone of voice is going to increase authenticity uh, a ton that's awesome what so the reason why i laughed is because like our i think it was our second episode i had my voice i changed it a lot because i work in customer service a lot and i thought for yeah. a podcast i'd be like <laughs> way over the top for like a sports announcer and I, re- I remember the guy looking at me like what is going on like who is this guy and i was like hey guys we're gonna redo the episode and i i'm glad it happened because i caught myself but like i do it sometimes and i don't even know so i think something that you mentioned to take out of that too is rewatch your videos i think people as you create content like you're gonna need these tips to get better and better and it's gonna be very difficult but what re-watching those videos will help like you just said, like rewatching your videos helped you with getting your content better. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. And when you're when you're creating the content, do you have a process of like, the, how do you get so much content out? I guess is another good question because you obviously get that question a lot because people are asking how are you how are you managing YouTube channel, Instagram, everything. How are you doing it all? I guess is, is a good one. I have a team. <laughs> I okay. just want to be like transparent. I yeah. would not be able to do this all by myself. If somebody is a solopreneur and they're trying to show mm-hmm. up on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and their email list and all and a podcast and all the places, yeah. it's going to be really hard. The only mm-hmm. way I'm able to show up and look like I'm everywhere is because I have people helping me mm-hmm. do that. Um, so that's, that's like the first thing. If you don't have a team, that doesn't mean you like can't show up everywhere if if that's something you want to do. Yeah. But if, if you aren't able to have a team, just focus on one place and go 100% in on that one place. If you have the luxury and you have the time or the lifestyle to repurpose content, say you want to focus on Instagram, so you're mm-hmm. pumping out Instagram reels. If you have extra time to repurpose that to TikTok and YouTube shorts, yeah. great, do it. But really hone in on like one platform where you could give 100% of your energy instead of like 30% energy here, 30% energy here, 30% energy here. Because when you're giving your 30% energy, you're going to receive 30% back from that platform. When you give 100% of your energy, then you'll get that in return tenfold. So there's that. But Mm -hmm. also for anybody who's like, okay, well, I want more tips. Like, don't be like, don't do it. Like, give me the tips um, <laughs> for how I'm able to kind of like show up everywhere. 
first thing is I really love long form content and my long form content. It's basically just any content style that's maybe 10 minutes or longer. And I consider my YouTube videos to be my long form content. And then what my team and I do, we repurpose that or we chop it up into bite-sized pieces to repurpose onto other platforms, not necessarily for growth strategy, but just to look like, hey, I'm here in all these other platforms. So maybe the YouTube video, I write and I script all of my videos. That's all me. My YouTube videos are all me. And then I send the script to my blog guy. So he he turns it into a blog post, fixes it it up with all the SEO (laughs) stuff. And then that script gets sent to my Instagram gal. And then she'll turn that script into like one to three different Instagram carousels. So it's educational posts. Mm -hmm. And then video editors will chop that YouTube video into short form video, maybe like 60 seconds that we can repurpose onto Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, TikTok. So one long form piece of content we use as a blog post, multiple Mm -hmm. Instagram posts, multiple Instagram Reels, and a newsletter that we send to the email list subscribers of like, hey, here's what you missed out on, or even like five tips for growing on Instagram to TLDR. Like you don't want to watch the video? Fine. Here's your five tips anyway. So long form content has helped me a lot with showing up everywhere because I'm able to turn it into bite-sized pieces. If you don't have a long form channel or long form type of content, just batching content Mm -hmm. with reels specifically on days where I'm feeling it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm a film 20 reels. And I just like, I'm in the mood. So I'm just going to film as much as I can. And that's going to last me for a few weeks because I'm like, okay, I only post two to three reels a week. That's going to last me maybe five to 10 weeks. So kind of going with your mood. And if you're in the mood to batch reels, crank out as much as you can and let it last you as long as possible. And I think those are good. Those are good few tips. No, those are really good. And there's something, there's two things that you mentioned. The first thing was you use the long form content, but it's not your growth strategy because we have a, like a bunch of clients that do YouTube and then they, they turn it into reels. They still perform well, but when they take the time to like record a video specific for Instagram reels, like they record a 60 second video, they outperform those guys by like three times the amount of engagement that the long form. So I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause like the, you still want to do it cause you want to be there, but like, don't yeah. make that your own growth strategy. I think that was awesome. And then dang it, there was something that you mentioned at the end that was really important. I want to talk to you about it. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Okay. So I guess just that was the biggest takeaway for me. It was mm, batching content. Talked about batching content. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So you said <laughs> if you're in the mood, so a lot of like, a lot of people like record a video every single day. And I think I'm not that type of person. I think I have to be in the mood to do it. Yeah. I just love that you mentioned that. Cause like, I'll try to record a video every day and like, I won't post every video. Cause like it just wasn't feeling it that day. How, how many times a month would you say you're feeling it to record? Cause not everybody loves recording video. Like, Oh yeah. How often is that? No. Okay. With YouTube, I have to force it. So yeah. YouTube, I can't always feel it because I have brand yeah. collaborations where they're like, you actually have to film and we need to approve the content. So right. for YouTube, I kind of have to force it even if I'm not in the yeah. mood. But for reels specifically and short form content like TikTok, YouTube shorts, maybe yeah. once a month I'm feeling it. And it's going to be different for everyone based off of one, yeah. like your lifestyle, how much free time yeah. you have, but also two, 
your hormones. So like, yeah. let's just say very generically male versus female, they have yeah. very different hormones where like, right. maybe you could feel every day, like every day you're like 10 AM. That's my time. Where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think like, I am. No. I think I've told myself that, but I think it's like maybe once, two times a week. That I can okay. Go yeah. Out, so. so you could probably do once, two times a week, but sometimes yeah. for women or people who have yeah. a cycle, they yeah. only are inspired for maybe one portion of their 30 day mm -hmm. cycle of like, Oh, these five days, I'm really inspired to be on camera. And then it goes away for an entire month. And I think people just need to realize like that's normal to just not yeah. want to be not want to do certain things. And just like, when you feel like it, do it and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because especially like, you know, with mental stress, like people think like they have to they have to keep doing it and doing it. And I think like, making sure you're in a good mood that it feels good to you and recording the video is huge because you can have you can have a you can really tell a difference between like a good video and a bad video and it really depends on like how you were feeling that day so that's awesome um okay yeah. so this has been a really awesome episode is there anything that you want to go over any tips that you have for someone that's already creating content to make their content better or anything else you want to talk about don't stop <laughs> like don't give up that's yeah. that the secret to success is simply not giving up there's always going to be a rut there's always going to be like dips and valleys and the whole journey is a roller coaster but like anything's possible as long as you don't give up the second you give up that's when that's when it becomes not possible because you stopped trying mm -hmm. but as long as you keep trying and you're persistent all of those dreams that you have will come to fruition so just keep going and uh, I like that you did talk about um, not kind of forcing it because that leads to creator yeah. burnout and creator burnout is so totally. huge. It takes a toll on your body physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things I've had some really gnarly creator burnout last year. So I was mm -hmm. like, I had to stop posting for three months. I got really sick and was in, in and out of the hospital. And it was just Dang. due to stress and creative burnout. So like, it's not a joke. Take care of yourself. If you're not feeling it, don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself grace because like the platform is always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. The views, like the next big viral trend will come. Like you're not missing yeah. out on anything by not joining a trend because literally trends come and go so fast. So if you don't hop on a yeah. trend, it's not the end of the world because next week there's going to be something new that you could hop on. Okay. That's awesome. You're awesome. Thanks for hopping on. Um, really appreciate yeah. it. We'll see you guys next time. And thanks again, Millie. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For all things social media, visit us online at story.co. We'll see you next time.